It's Talking Twins and more with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. So our next guest that's joining us um, is not only a triplet mum, but she's also a board director for the Australian Multiple Birth Society uh, because she's just as passionate as all of us about multiple births. Um, So welcome, Sylvie. Thanks for having me. So... Let's have a little chat about your journey to becoming a multiple birth parent because you're a mum of triplets. Yes, that's right. Oh, I have to say, Sylvie, I mean, I think I've got enough on my plate with two and this is probably so cliche and I cringe when people say it to me about the twins, but I'm going to go there right now. Hats off to you having three. How do you do it? For the most cliche phrase, I don't know how you do it. (laughs) I know. I found out that I was pregnant with triplets when I had an 18-month-old already um, at home. So it was quite the shock, uh, as anyone can appreciate when you have multiples. You don't expect it. And I I distinctly, (laughs) yeah, I'll take you there. So I distinctly. We need to know more. I distinctly remember walking in with um, my partner, Jordan, to the ultrasound and having this sense of confidence, like this is my second child. Like I know exactly what I'm doing. This is going to be, I just had this feeling like um, I just was excited about it because I felt like as most people do with their first child, that you're really learning on the go and it's a full nosedive into parenting. And so I was like the second time, this is going to be easy. And um, that just did not eventuate. <laughs> so were you? When you found I was out. I was seven weeks and I should have already been tipped off by the fact that I couldn't fit into like my normal pants at, at <laughs> seven weeks. At seven weeks, oh dear. <laughs> at seven weeks, I was like, oh, my jeans are too tight. Um, Didn't think anything of it, thought perhaps like, you know, you just get bigger quicker with your second child. Uh, and the ultrasound technician was completely out of her depth. She had never done triplets before and was... Um, equally as shocked and um, the way she delivered it was she she you know when it goes quiet in the in the room when you're getting an ultrasound especially the first one you're always thinking bad news yes made me nervous Um, and then she was like uh, how did you conceive and I thought that was a really odd question to ask I was like that's never been asked of me before um and it was like just naturally and she was like okay because I'll tell you what I can see here I can see one here and there's another one here and we instantly were like twins that's so great and then she was like and there's a third one and we're like okay stop counting please oh my gosh and then she had then she had the nerve to say I'll just make sure there isn't any more um <laughs> luckily there wasn't I mean quads is amazing too but I was just like already um this is a lot of information um and my partner was just smiling and I was just like hand on my head eyes wide like this staring at the screen and yeah have been pretty much ever since really still still to this day I'm like there's three of you and they're 18 months now and it's still like you it's still a process that I actually had. I look at mine and they're they're 12 next week and I go, it's two of you. How did I do that? (laughs) Oh, how did that work? How did you all fit inside my belly? This is so strange. 
And I have to ask the one question. How long did it take before your partner said, oh, we're going to have to get a new car? I was the first one to oh, get into all the details. Right. I was like in a panic spiral afterwards mm. because, I mean, firstly, it's your body that's going to be, you know, so you're automatically you're thinking, how am I going to carry three babies at once? Because is- you've already been through a pregnancy, you know the toll that pregnancy yeah. takes on your body just with um, a singleton baby. And you auto- you automatically know that it's a high risk pregnancy, but when you find out there's no doctor there to talk to you, um, you're just like sent out of the room and you're like left with this, um, you know, knowledge that you've got this high risk pregnancy, and you know if it all goes the way it's supposed to, then you're going to have three newborns, and um, we live in a lived in a two bedroom house. Um, we just had a normal, you know, five-seater car and, yes, I just spiralled into how am I going to do all this and what what do we need to do? Do we need to move into a new house? Do we need a new car? What kind of cars can we get? What kind of prams are available? Like um, I think I felt like I needed to have some sense of control. <laughs> yeah. And then how can you afford it? Oh, it's all that stuff. It all costs money, doesn't it? It does, Yeah. Such a yep. huge change to go through. And then at the same time, you've got in the back of your mind that concern that is they're high-risk pregnancies and you've got to put all of this stuff into place, potentially change house. Did you have to move houses? I've got to know. We um, only are moving house now. Um, so we actually, it was too much change for me at the time. Like I could only deal with so much that I just said, we need to stay in this two-bedroom house. I know it's going to be a tight fit, mm. but I just couldn't think. Um, I couldn't deal with moving on top of like all the other change that was happening in our lives. So having like the comfort of, because my toddler was at a childcare that we really liked. And if we had to move out of the area, that means new childcare, like all these things would have to change. And I just wasn't ready for that, um, that amount of change. <laughs> what was your so- biggest fear in regards to already having your toddler? knowing that three babies would come were coming along because you know you that that's life changing not just for you absolutely i had um fears as most people would if you had other kids and then multiples that he just would be missing out on something he obviously would even having a second child you you miss out on attention from your parents and that's a process but having three it's it's been um, a huge change for him. Uh, but I also just had this sense of uh, grounded that this was meant to happen and I felt so strongly that he was meant to be this big brother of these triplets and he's just grown into this role and um, loves them so much. He's so helpful and I just can't imagine it any other way now. And he's, yeah, he's just the the best big brother. Obviously he's three and a half now and um, does three and a half year old boy things and pushes them around and doesn't want to share his toys. But um, there's just so many sweet moments between them. And yeah, just cannot imagine it any other way. And in a way he was probably young enough that um, he's grown with that. Like yes. if he'd been three when you had triplets, you'd, you would have had different conversations. And I know we've spoken to people who have got older kids and it's a, that they're, they're more mentally aware of that adjustment. Whereas probably snuck in in that age bracket where he may have, Notice yeah. the difference 
inattention, but also adapted pretty quickly. Has yeah, has no idea really. Um, didn't really yeah, ha- doesn't know what life was like before mm. having three babies because he was so little. He was a baby himself. Yeah. So we've used the word high risk quite a lot in this conversation already. How was your pregnancy? It was as straightforward as a triplet pregnancy could go, I'd say. it. Um, I was really fortunate. Obviously, was checked every couple of weeks um, closer to the end. And um, it was it was a tough time because it was still during COVID and I had to go to the hospital a lot. I had to have an argument with the hospital about my partner coming with me because they had different rules then. And it, so that um, anxiety was definitely there. But physically, um, I was actually fine. I didn't have any um, major issues. I was really fortunate to make it to 34 weeks and five days. And the reason that I gave birth at that time was mostly due to the fact that I just couldn't deal with not sleeping anymore, basically. Yeah, that whole sleep <laughs> a nightmare. And <laughs> just the, just how painful it was. Just, But nothing... Um, nothing acute it's just you know you're carrying three babies it's just it's hard that's a lot of baby it's a lot lot of baby baby. and they were when they were born 1.8 2.1 and 2.2 kilos so wow each had their own sack and placenta so the amount of weight of that combined um, oh my gosh like i was basically like 50 something weeks pregnant at the end like that's what it looked like Terms of my- I struggled with the twins with two placentas. As on this, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Gosh, amazed by what you can deal with. I what think what your body can do as a woman, and yeah, they would have gone into um, either NICU or special care or anything, something like that. Talk us a bit through that about the sort of how you manage that with having a toddler at home, um, the impact on your family, because having multiple babies in um, in special care and things like that, it, it, it's, that's a huge toll as well. Oh, massive. It's, um, it's scarring on you. Like it's a, it's a big experience and um, I just, we just approached it like every single thing we'd approached to date since finding out we've had triplets. It's just like you deal with the, that next day, what's in front of you and work out a plan. Um, we so I gave birth by cesarean and and then I was in hospital for five days. The babies did so well. They were only in the NICU for a really short time and they moved into the special care unit, which is the less um intensive unit or I'm not sure how to describe it. They then were there all together for 19 days in total, which was amazing and the pediatricians there were really amazed by how well they did and they were off breathing support quite quickly it was just more about feeding and growing um that experience is as anybody who's been through the NICU it's it's life-changing it's completely unnatural to leave your babies in a physical way for a female who's just given birth um I really felt that like in in a chemical way that I just 
felt so unnatural to walk away from them at that really early time when your hormones are going crazy, your milk's coming in. It's like it's so hard to to deal with and you're so emotional. There were days where I'd just come in and just be crying because I couldn't even tell you a specific reason. It was just so hard. And they're very, um, the nurses there are very attuned to emotions, obviously, that being in that space. So that was really helpful. Um, yeah, they're very special, we, the nurses in the they are. In special yeah. care. They, just, yeah. just the little things that made a huge difference. Like they'd, um, we had one nurse who made really specific like name tags for each of them with an animal that kind of represented them. They went to a lot of effort and that just, made me feel like they cared about my babies and um it was those little things that I really hung on to and yeah otherwise we just got into fell into a weird routine where my we were basically living with my parents so that we could they could help out with my toddler at the time and mm-hmm. he would um we'd go to the hospital while he was at childcare we'd come home we'd get him to bed and then we'd go back to the hospital after he was asleep. And we did that every day for 19 days until they were coming home. So I felt like the routine, having something that I was in control of, like a routine where I was like, we always go at this time was the thing that um, helped me get through. Yeah. Because there isn't, um, you know, there's not a lot of support out there for those families that are going through that journey. Um, that's one thing. Because it, and it's also not something really that your friends majority. I mean, you may know one or two people, but that have had it. But it's not something that's really talked about. Um, I know for me, the only person that I knew had gone through that kind of journey was a friend of mine who had had triplets. You know, mm. so I lent quite heavily on her in that time. Um, and sort of just listen to the advice that she could give me because there's not there's not really a lot of support out there. Totally agree. It was a lot of leaning on the multiple birth community that I'd reached out to through the Multiple Birth Association when I was pregnant. And it was really that that community and those twin and triplet mums or parents who had been through that experience before who could really guide me into mostly just validating what I was feeling which is really what you need at that time it's it's hard for people who haven't been through it to validate your how you're supposed to be feeling and what you're going through and it was really comforting to hear people say it's this is all totally normal I felt that way too and you're Mm going to get through it and they're going to be home and um that's yeah that was invaluable absolutely is that that you think has contributed to you wanting to be and continue to be part of the multiple births community? Yeah, so I, um, when they were, when the triplets were about six or seven months and I had been feeling this way ever since I was pregnant, this feeling of like this is really unfair, um, just that um, you do feel like you're, um, like I, I, I was really lent heavily on, my multiple birth community and it didn't feel like the same level of support was available at a government level and I really wanted to help make that happen and help try and support the next generation of parents with multiples and multiple birth families. 
So at around seven months, I um, joined the board of the Australian Multiple Birth Association to try and make some change with um, government policy around this. That's such a um, an amazing, and I'm not going to say goal because I know you and I know you're going to achieve it. So I can't really, well, it is a goal, but um, it's not an unattainable goal. Um, the work that you've already done in order to help so far has just been amazing um, and the advocacy that you have done. What are, the, what are some of the things that um, you've been advocating for? Yeah, we've, um, one of the first things I did when I joined the board was put out a survey to try and understand whether other parents in Australia felt the same way that I felt and just understand the temperature in terms of um, how are we all feeling as parents of multiples? Are we feeling like we're getting supported by the government? Is this the right way to do it? Um, obviously, we're going to be the only ones that can speak to that. And the overwhelming result of that survey of over 1,500 parents in Australia was they don't feel adequately supported. I think it was like over, you know, 80%. And um, that really validated how I was feeling myself and um, pushed me to continue on and try and have some meetings with ministers, MPs to raise awareness of the unique challenges that we're facing. And what became really clear was that they did not really understand at all that we, it was almost like I'd found this um, niche area that they just hadn't thought of. Like we'd genuinely been forgotten in policy making. And when you look at the history of policy in Australia, we actually did have um, more support for multiples um, like years ago and it's been reduced since then. Like, for example, twin parents actually had support payments in the 70s, I think, um, and now they don't. So it's it's this odd area of policy where we've gone backwards in Australia mm -hmm. and having a look at the history, it's, it becomes clearer. So I just thought that we'd found this, like, niche area where there's this a great opportunity to provide more support. In March for Multiple Birth Awareness Week, we released a report um, in, by Per Capita and they'd done an economic analysis, um, released a report with Per Capita that basically showed that in comparison to other OECD countries, Australia is offering the second lowest amount of support. We don't have parental leave. We don't get additional parental leave if you have twins or triplets. Um, there's no extra support payments. There's no guaranteed uh, in-home care in Australia in comparison to Peru, Chile, New Zealand, France, obviously the Nordic countries. And this just to me seemed like such a missed opportunity. We've obviously got a um, disadvantaged um, community where we have much higher rates of postpartum depression. You're five times more likely to experience postpartum depression if you have multiples. And, yeah, I just think we we really desperately need more support and I'm sure you can 
both agree with that. And um, we've one hundred percent everything that you're saying. You know, I'm just nodding away, um, feeling, yeah. And it's not. I've had the argument with people. I'm just going to go there, right, and address kind of the elephant in the room. I had um, so I went through IVF and I did transfer two embryos. I've actually had people say you brought it on yourself. How I can't believe that. How ignorant. And I'm sorry, that's like uh, that really floored me because you know we we had done eight rounds of IVF. It's not like you know we had tried to have twins, so to speak. Um, yes, we did transfer two embryos, and yes, in this instance, they did both take. And I'm you know I'm forever grateful for that, but. Yeah, that, I don't know. That was just something that I wanted to um, just put out there. I did not bring that on myself. <laughs> um, and I agree. I'm so angry. Yeah, totally. It really, really, really made me upset when that happened. Um, and it's happened a couple of times. And, um, you know, people get can get a bit narky, particularly on social media. You know, everyone's a, a, a know-it-all um, in certain areas. Um, but, like, what are you hoping to get out of this for the greater good? Because I think what you're doing is completely selfless, you know, like you are just doing something so beautiful for, as you said, the next generation. It's not even something you're going to benefit from. from. No, definitely Because we all not. know how long policy takes. Let's, uh, right. <laughs> um, no. so what you're doing is really um, setting it up for the next generation, and I just think that, that that's beautiful. Oh, that's lovely. I mean, I just felt compelled to to say something because I just felt like we had been completely forgotten. It feels like a really, um, to me, a simple change that we could make. We are 1.4 on average percent of births in Australia. It's around 4,000 or just over 4,000 um, multiple births occur every year. 98% of those are twins. And it just seems like a huge missed opportunity. We're such a small percentage. We're not even talking about really a lot of money in comparison to what other, um, you know, how much they spend on social security for other different groups and things. And the Australian government currently treats a family with two kids or three kids the same as a family with twins or triplets when we know our experience is completely different to those families. It is more mind-blowing. It is five times more expensive to have twins than it is to have a singleton and it's 13 times more expensive if you have triplets according to our per capita report. And bank account can attest to that. (laughs) And it's not just that, it's... As we know, and I'm speaking to, you know, an audience obviously who understands this completely, it's not just that, it's the the difficulty of getting childcare arrangements. So you're not just, you're you're usually going to take more time off of work because having one child in childcare, it's so much easier to find a spot, especially in Australia, and it's more accessible to them um, than it is to multiple birth families. I tried to get the triplets into childcare recently and they were like, can you do two, can we do two on one day and one on another day? And I was like, no, that will obviously not work for me. 
Are you going to employ me here as well to work on those days? <laughs> yes. I was like, did you hear yourself as you said that? Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, it's just the, there's so many more challenges. It's the lack of sleep. You just need extra assistance and we don't have that. And um, I just really hope that the government can understand and I am hopeful and I am actually moving to Canberra which will really help um, with the advocacy because I'll be down the road I'll be turning up to Parliament House with my triplets on the regular and um, dropping them off at the PM's office and <laughs> saying you look after them tell me we don't need support no um, <laughs> I love it I mean I, I hate to talk politics on these things but do you think you'll notice any difference with such a shift in the government or do you think it's still the overall it's sort of the same sort of problems that we've got in the Australian government system when it comes to understanding um, the life of multiple parents? I think the government system makes it really difficult to for disadvantaged um, groups to advocate for themselves. I was told by one of the ministers that I met with actually who basically told me straight and I'm grateful that that they were honest. They were like, you know, squeaky wheel gets the grease. You just have to keep turning up. And I was like, on the one hand, I understand that, but on the other hand, I'm not a I'm not getting paid to be here. I'm not working for a um, you know, I'm not a government relations rep for a multi-million dollar organization. I am a mum of triplets. And it took a lot of effort just to get here today. And now you're telling me that I just have to keep turning up. I, that that was really hard to hear. Um, but I understand that that's the system, um, which is unfortunate because uh, that makes it really difficult for disadvantaged groups to advocate for themselves. It's the reason why we haven't been able to for so long. And... Um, Put that aside, I am hopeful for this that this government will, and I have had some productive conversations already, that they will, um, you know, consider this and I'll just have to keep knocking on the door, basically. Because that's one very important thing just um, <clears throat> for our listeners to understand. Um, everything you do, like the Australian Multiple Birth Association, Amber, it's a volunteer association. There's no money coming in here. There's no money paying for this. You're doing this, the advocacy that you're doing, you're doing purely from the bottom of your heart, from the generosity of your soul, not from, um, and you're not yeah. going to get anything from it. Um, so unless you have another set of triplets in a couple years, time, <laughs> hopefully, but they still be in the negative, actually. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it it's so right. Like we are, and I've never met so many passionate people than the volunteers at the Australian Multiple Birth Association. 100%. I'm so grateful. I've genuinely made um, lifelong friends, and I'm so grateful to be doing this and but you're so right we're just we're volunteers we're literally doing this off we're parents and mums of multiples um volunteering our non-existent spare time um to advocate for our community and to provide support that we know that we wish we had and we know that we need as a community um there's so many people like myself who um 
would would haven't thought about being part of that hasn't been had access to that but are so grateful for people like yourself for stepping up and being that voice and taking this um this cause that, that affects so many of us and running with it you know we're really grateful for what you're doing and how you are that voice for our community thank you is there somewhere that people can follow along for updates on this We've got our um, social media channels, which you can search at Instagram, the Australian Multiple Birth Association. We update those with everything we're doing. Um, My personal Instagram is um, my name, S-I-L-J-E dot A-C, and I put updates on there. And you can also, there's links in the bio, but if um, if you haven't already, highly recommend uh, sending an email to your local MP or signing our petition. All the links are in the Instagram bio and or on our website, um, www.amba.org.au. And um, please share the link once you've sent your email. Every we've sent, we've had over 550 emails now sent to local MPs, and every email. Um, if you tell your own story, helps me um, explain to these ministers and local MPs that there is a broad support for the um, advocacy that we're seeking and the policy changes. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's going to be so much help, more helpful if we can do that. So that's something that everyone that's listening can do. That just, honestly, it, I, I've done it myself. I filled it in. It only takes a couple of minutes um, to go to the link click on it, fill it out and send it off. And honestly, every every signature will help. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything that you're doing for multiple birth families. Um, it's, you know, it's absolutely inspiring. Um, and your four children are just going to be so proud of you when um, you achieve what you're setting out to do, which I have no doubt that you are going to. Um, so, yeah, they're going to be so proud of you. And thank you so much for coming on and um, sharing all that with us because uh, it's something that's really close, obviously, to all of our hearts um, and to all of our listeners' hearts. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. much for having me. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au.